Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats at Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksitRadio.com. What's up? How y'all doing? It's um good to be back with you after another week. It's just so amazing to me every time I do this that this radio broadcast has lasted this long. Yes, I mean, you know, sometimes things just go by so fast. But anyway, I enjoy um spending this time with you and I enjoy doing the uh the broadcast, so I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here today. You know what? All foolishness aside, it has been a week, y'all. It has been a very trying week for me. And You know, I don't normally come in that way because every every week or, you know, we always have circumstances and difficulties and things to just work out in life. You know what I mean? And so that's just par for the course. I don't, I don't really spend a lot of time effort, you know, talking about that um, because it is just par for the course. And there's always so much more better to overrun those challenges that you have. But when I tell you, it has been a week and um, it's okay because at the end of the day, having some level of, you know, complications, you know, in, in my life just causes me to come up higher, um, to think bigger in most cases, and to dig into circumstances that I may not have learned about before. So what I'm trying to say is that through it all, I give God the glory. Absolutely. I give God the glory. I'm just super blessed and honored to be here with you today. And as usual, we have an amazing guest on, and and we have a lot to get to, honey. And I don't have time to sit and chit and chit chat and smile, baby, because today we have with us the savvy soldier, Coach Donna Jones. Yes, we have uh, Donna Jones with us. She is a black expat living in Mexico, and I'm going to let her or Mexico as she so properly calls it. I'm going to let her tell you where because I can't seem to get the words out of my mouth right. So she has a lot to share, um, especially for our older sisters who you know, are considering relocation and, again, just need that extra encouragement from another sister just like you. This is going to be a great show for you and some things that you want to learn about um, certain parts of Mexico and just her journey in general. So hang tight. You know the deal. Let me put it all together. Get on the line. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glasgow, New Jersey, right here on BlacksitRadio.com. I'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEEP community platform, or BCP, that can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. And here we are. Hey, Coach Donna. Hey, what's shaking? You are shaking. You are shaking. You know, you are shaking and baking and moving and <laughs> grooving, baby. And that's why Ooh. I wanted to have you on the show. Um, it was so nice meeting you at the what was it, Godmothers of Moving Abroad. Wasn't that cool? Yes, yes. I thought that was amazing. That was truly a treat for me. It was. And we could have, we really could. That's why I said, you know, I got to have some of y'all on the show because we could have really just gone on and on. We, we talked for two hours. It didn't even I know. Like I know. I But it didn't feel like it. When it I looked back like and I it. said, two hours. Two hours. And I've gotten such amazing feedback. Like, you know, people oh. like, oh my God, I just watched Godmothers. And it was just so, you know, I just feel like when when we were on the call, and I think I even said it at, at the end, it's just like a perfect example of what sisters are really about. You know what I mean? Amen. As opposed to what the media wants to tell you that, you know, we're about, you know, because we were yeah. seeped up, you know, we were, you know, courteous to each other and just vibing. And that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's so, what I love about being a sister. That's right. That's right. So I have told the audience a little bit about you, but can't nobody tell nobody <laughs> about you better than you. So just give us the rundown. Tell us all about yourself. Well, um, let's see. How far should I go back? Well, um, you, your name, where you from? Okay my, okay. my name is Donna. M. Jones. I'm originally from Muskegon, Michigan. That's where I was born and raised. My mom and um, dad uh, both were from the South, but they moved up North where they thought, you know, it was a better place to live and raise children. So I'm the oldest of nine siblings. Wow. Yes, ma'am. I um, am divorced. I have two children. I have three grandchildren, and I have three great-grandchildren. My Yes, my oldest granddaughter is married with three children. How they did that, well, she took after my mom. My mom wanted 11, uh, wanted 12 kids. She ended up with nine. I used to tease her and say, you wanted a, big, a football team, but you got you a softball team. So, um, yeah. Um, older, when, let, me, let me just stop you there for a second. What is it like being the oldest of nine children? very responsible. I, you know, I'm the, she, she used to always introduce me as her right arm. 
Um, because I, you know, I was the one that when they had to take care of business outside of the home, I was left there to kind of rear my brothers and sisters to make sure that the house was still standing when mama and daddy got back home. Uh, so, uh, I had a little spot where I put them if they were bad, you know, and they, you know, we're, they're very close. All of us are very close. Um, many married and now have children. So the holidays are a blast. Um, my house and my nephew's house is probably the two houses we tend to migrate most of the time because they're the largest houses that we have. I'm looking forward to the day when they come to Mexico and celebrate some of the holidays there. Yes, absolutely. I always say, listen, if if your children or your grandchildren or people you really love and you want to see don't have passports, buy them one. Yes. Buy them one. Yes, I'm working with my middle my middle um, sibling right now to get hers because we're going to be going on a cruise to Cozumel um, in October. So I'm 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 bringing them in. I'm rearing them in. And I think once once we taste that you know taste that travel, it's like wow, it just opens up your world in such a positive way. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I wish that I had started younger going outside of the country. I mean, I traveled, you know, different places with mom and dad and, you know, things of those sorts. But to do what I'm doing today at the level that I'm doing it, I wish I had started younger. And so I'm I'm teaching my brothers who have young, you know, kids, don't wait. Get out and explore the world. Give your children a world education. Not this traditional stuff that's not always true. Yeah. Get out and, and and experience the world. It is a beautiful and receptive place. So as a as a kid, you remember, you know, you traveled like a domestically with your parents. Yes, yeah, just you know, like to grandmama's house, um, down south to the family reunions. You know, um, as I got older, I said, you know, a vacation is more than a backyard barbecue. Yeah. You need to get outside of the U.S. to really experience a vacation. Yes, I, I I believe that, you know, but a lot of us, you know, from the beginning stages, that is our that is our recollection of growing up, mm-hmm. of traveling, getting in a car and going somewhere. And I always hear people say I had to go to my grandma's house or I had to, you know, go to my auntie's house down in the country. And you get it's good because you get a diverse experience, especially mm-hmm. if you come from the city. But I didn't even have that. Oh. I, mean, I didn't even have that. I, I had never traveled a distance um, my, with, my, with my family. I mean, ever. Never. Now, wh- never. where were you born and raised? I was the, under a rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born in um, Camden, New Jersey, and I was raised in Glassboro, New Jersey. And um, it's a rural place. Um, you know, my mother was one, she, she died young, um, God rest her soul, but she would, she was, she would never get on a plane. She was like, that was out. She wasn't getting on a plane. And I think the furthest I can ever remember going with her was to West Virginia for an unfortunate incident. And, um, I think we drove out to Ohio. Um, but that's about it. She went to Atlanta one time when I was growing up, but mommy wasn't going too far. And oh, wow. I think it creates a level of either either you're going to be really interested in it after a while, or you're just going to be like, you have no desire, which is how I was. So you oh. got to the point where you said, I, you know, vacation got to be something more than this. And how old it did you is. think you were? 
uh, 14 when, when I first went outside of the state of Michigan, and that was traveling to Atlanta. And so that gave me a taste, you know, that you can go away from home and experience some things. I remember the underground and different things like that. Yes. But um, it, I didn't come, well, and then I'll say, and I'll say this, when I was in college, um, my boyfriend, the father of my first child, took me to California. So that, that was a little further away. And, bec and because we were driving through to get there, there was a point where we came to the border of Mexico. And he said, have you ever been to Mexico? I said, you know, I haven't been to Mexico. He said, let's cross the border. That was my first seed wow. that was planted. And so after that, I remember when we came back to Michigan, when we crossed the um, the Indiana board, uh, line, state line, yes. I started crying because wow. I did not want to come back to this dreary state. Wow. And so that's where the 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 desire to travel just became a part of what I wanted to do. Now, because I'm the oldest, mm -hmm. we think, get a job, go to school, get good grades, get a job, get married, have kids. So I believed in that lie that that was the American dream. And I kind of lost vision of traveling. And I went to school, became a nurse, stayed in that profession for over 35 years before retiring and then taking off to Mexico. Now, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but I keep tripping out because you look so young. Honey, thank you. Mama and daddy had good genes. But next, in, in, in June, I will be 63. The lies you tell. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yes. In, in June, June 16th will be my 63rd birthday. Oh my goodness, girl, you look amazing. I oh, hope you feel you. as good as you look. I, I feel great. I mean, you know, you get the little aches and pains, but I, they go away when I'm in Mexico. So, <laughs> you know, here in Michigan, like it's 43 degrees today wow. and sunny, but the temperature feels like 33 because of the wind chill factor. Just a couple of days, the wind chill factor was down to three. So I'm taking care of some medical things, but I am itching to get back home to Mexico. Yeah. Now, so tell me this, and I'm looking at my computer. It's 90 degrees right now in, in oh! my, it's not, it's always, it's always warm here. And I don't know, I just think that living in a warmer climate, as far as like getting older and bones changing and stuff like that, it has got to be better for you. It but is. Sense, if you have respiratory issues, maybe not. But other than that, you know, I was just talking to a friend the other day. There are good benefits of the snow and everything in Michigan. It kills off germs and bacteria and things like that. But I don't need to be here for it. Just give me sunshine. <laughs> give me warm weather. Give me blue skies. I want to be able to watch a sunset every night. I don't get to do that here. Now, mm -hmm. if I go to Muskegon on, on Lake Michigan, I can do it. I have to go to the lake where it's even colder, but yeah. I can watch the sunset there, but that's over an hour away. But right. when I'm in Chapala, you know, I can watch it from my rooftop, what we call the Mirador, or I can walk down to the Malacone, which is only a half a block away and watch right. a sunrise or a sunset every day in an area that's perpetual spring. Chapala is said to be okay. the second best place to live all year long because of the perpetual spring weather that we have. 
So, okay, because I've I've heard that the weather can be very diverse in, in mm-hmm. Mexico. So tell us about, can you live in Chapala? Chapala, Jalisco, Mexico, which is about 40 minutes away from Guadalajara. Okay. In Guadalajara, is that is that like a major city? After we start yeah. looking at places, we just think everybody know what the hell we talking about. Break it down for me like I'm six years okay, old so and never been there. Okay. That's now when I just back in 21, let me let me start there. Okay. In 21, I decided that I was going to become a TEFL instructor, which is teaching English as a foreign language online. Mm-hmm. So Teach to do yourself. that, I didn't want to go to cold Chicago mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go to cold New York because those places, you know, can be cold. I wanted to go to Guadalajara. So I signed up to go to Guadalajara and I bought a one way ticket. Didn't tell my family, didn't tell my children, bought a one-way ticket to go down there, to go to the training for weeks to get my certification as a TEFL instructor. Wow. And that was in 2021? 2021. I said four weeks. It's eight weeks. It's eight weeks. Okay. So you had eight weeks. Okay. That's that's a very good thing to do for um, expats. Exactly. Do that um, English. Mm -hmm. And see, oh. English, it's an asset because English is our first language. It's an asset. And right now they're moving toward English being like the universal language. So all of these foreign countries that have anything to do with American business, they have to know how to speak English. So they're looking for people to teach them how to do that. And we can teach them online. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. So you can be a digital nomad or you can, you know, be a person that can take your job, what you're doing anywhere. And the beautiful thing about it is when you're teaching other individuals English, you're getting English money into your bank account. Hmm. Unless you're in Mexico and you're teaching like um, the locals there, then you're going to be getting paid in pesos. But I I tell people, you don't go to Mexico to get a job. You're not going to take any jobs from the locals there. Your Hmm. money needs to be coming from the U.S. Yes. Yes. I looked into that one time. Um, because I wasn't sure what I was going to do when we relocated to Panama because I knew my, I've been an administrative uh, person all my life and I knew that I would have to learn grammar and all that in order to, yeah, no, uh-uh. I, I, I want to be conversational, but yes. you know, getting all deep into grammar and reading, I think I can get by um, without all of that. If I could just communicate, especially now that everything is so translatable. You yes. know, on online. But I do remember one thing I looked into and it said um, that I needed to that you needed to be a native English speaker. So is that is that a requirement? Yes. T-E-F-L? Yeah, that that's one of the things that they asked. Now, there are some individuals who have gotten in where English was not their first language, but because they learned it at a very young age, mm-hmm. they were fluent in it. But okay. it is one of the one of the requirements is that they want you to be native English speaking. And I remember when I was teaching in one of the um, academies there with young young Spanish children, one of the teachers who was stepping aside, he was he was a native um, Mexican. He told the he told the students, he says, listen to her accent. She's going to be your teacher now. Listen to her accent. And it was the first time I'd ever resonated with me. Okay, I am in a foreign country, so I probably do have an accent to these individuals. Yes, yes. Well, so when did you decide or when did it start? When did you start feeling that you might like to relocate 
to another After country? How did that I, get born? Okay, so as I was preparing to go to Guadalajara to do the teaching, I ran across a wonderful woman by the name of Stephanie Perry. Mm -hmm. She had something called the Exodus Summit. And I had just missed the one in 20. So I said, okay, I'm going to look for this next year and I'm going to watch it. And so I got involved with registering for it. It was an online um, Exodus Summit. And I started hearing about this, take a sabbatical. And I said, well, what did the hell, what, what is a sabbatical? And because I'm thinking from a, a religious point where you go right. off to become a preacher or a priest yes. or something like yes. that. But she started talking about taking a sabbatical from your run-of-the-mill job mm -hmm. and travel outside the U.S. And so Exodus is actually saying exit the U.S. Mm -hmm. summit. And so through this, um, I found a group of people who wanted to be in the Guadalajara Jalisco area. That's where I met Sonia Faloyan, who uh -huh. um, her, her um, YouTube channel is Mind and Mana. Mm -hmm. And we became very good friends very fast because I told her, I said, if you take the lead, I will be your backup to support these women who want to check out Chapala, Jalisco, Mexico. Uh -huh. And so that's 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 how that got started. So after I graduated from TEFL with my certification to teach, I got an invitation from Sonia, who was currently in Chapala, to come and just check it out. Got there. She is in this huge refurbished hotel. It's called it's called Casa Arte Evita. Uh -huh. And what it is, is it was three women living in this casa and they were each had their own suite. They had an extra suite available and they offered me to spend the night. So I spent the night in Chapala, woke up the next morning and I said, this feel like home to me. And so then they said, well, would you be willing to rent this place out? I said, absolutely. I bought a one-way ticket. I don't have a, I don't have a timeline to go home. Wow. And that's how I got started. So we are there in this refurbished hotel First floor, Sonia and I share the first floor. I have a suite. She has a suite and we share a kitchen. On the second level, we have a friend that's from Argentina. Another woman is from Australia. Get mm -hmm. the diversity that's going on here. Yes, They yes. share a kitchen. On the third level, we have this big open community area with a chef's kitchen. If we decide that we don't want to cook for ourselves that day, we get together. We say, let's go hire so-and-so to have him come in and, and prepare a meal for us. Fourth level is the Mirador, open terrace where we can see both the mountain and the largest lake in Mexico. And uh, it's only four women in that whole building. Yes. And in their days, I don't see them because I'm in my suite doing my own thing. I get up, I you know go to the market, go down to the Malacone, call a driver, tell them that I want to go and spend a day at the spa, go get my nails, whatever it is I want to do. So there are some days I don't even see them. That's how so, big it is. When you say suite, is it like a one bed, like a one bedroom apartment? It's a yes. It's like a it's a huge in the bathroom. Oh my gosh, the bathroom is so huge. Um, it's, it, and it's of course it's got all the Mexican tile and the Mexican colors. But I have a I have a bed, I have a, a sofa, I have a wardrobe, I have the bathroom, shower, sink. Um, I've got four windows in my suite. Um, and so just outside the suite, I have a sitting area. I have a desk. I never did turn the TV on while I was there. Wow. Too much stuff to do out in the city or in the, in, in my case, the Pueblo. 
And if I didn't want, you know, if I needed to get to some activity, I would just hire somebody to take me over to Guadalajara. So how far is Guadalajara from like Mexico City? That's that you you want to fly from you Guadalajara fly. to Mexico. Now, keep in mind, Mexico City is the largest city in Mexico. Then you've got Guadalajara. And then um, there's another one that's closer to the border. I forget what the name of it is. It begins with an M, though. That's the third largest. But you're convenient to things. Yes. I love where I am because you just wow. get in the car and and, and you go. I, and I don't drive. I wouldn't want to drive in Mexico. Yeah. Um, the, the, the stop signs are a suggestion. But, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I just, I said, look, come on, Julio, give me, I, I need to go here such and such a day. Can you take me? And so, and that's the way it is. So, and then everything is in pesos. And I guess for me, yeah. challenged. For me, yeah. challenged in math. Uh, we were in, was it pesos? In, no. What was they dealing with in um, Cartagena, Colombia? Whatever the, the money was, it was an exchange. I can't, I can't remember what they called their money. Wow. Wow. that. It was rough. It was rough. It's, I don't anything. So I tell people just to kind of think, you know, because it changes a little bit, but $1, 20 pesos. I just tell people to think like that. So like when I go to the spa, this day spa that is fed by a hot spring that has volcanic ash in it, um, I'll go there for the whole day. And it's like 350 pesos. So that's like 18 bucks USD. And I can stay there all day. When I'm in the wow. U.S., I go on what I call 60-minute and 90-minute vacations wow. to the Oasis hot tub. It's going to cost me $58 to $110 for just an hour or 90 minutes. Yeah. So, that, so that's the difference in, in the luxury that I can get there and what it's costing me here in the U.S. Yes. Your, um, it, your, your money goes so much further. It does um, in other places because even and you don't have to you know tell me exact or anything but like what are the rents like in like Guadra Guadalajara? Okay, so when I was in Guadalajara going to school, my rent what I was in it wasn't a hostel, but it was a building that had five units in it. Mm -hmm. So it's not as nice. It wasn't. It doesn't compare to where I live in in Chapala. Right, but in Guadalajara, here uh, in Guadalajara, I wasn't far from downtown. I could actually walk downtown, walked to school. I mean, it it was it was just that's what we did. My rent was two hundred and forty nine bucks USD. Wow, and I mean, people need to know that because there are so many people in the in the U.S. that are not going to be able to live comfortably on their social security and, and or pensions um, in some cases. And so part of what I do is try to get them to think about other options, you know, and we yes. need to consider other countries, at least consider yes. it. And then yes. when I meet so many single black women out here doing their thing, I mean, you are 63, you know, yes. and, here, and here you are out here in these streets, right? And you know, when, when my family saw me on social media announcing stuff, they, they were confused because I hadn't told them. I hadn't gotten permission, you know? So um, 
They said, well, where are you? I said, well, I'm in Guadalajara. What's that? I'm in Mexico, girl. Well, when you coming back? Um, I don't know. I bought I a one-way ticket. I don't know. So, but but you was wrong for that. You got on social media. <laughs> but you know, you know you was wrong for getting on social media before telling your people you know you was wrong. You was just cutting up. You know that I was, and that that tends to be my nature. But you know, I this is the thing. I didn't want the five BFFs to come interfering with the process that I was going through. Yes. And the BF, I call them the five Fs. You got family, friends, finances, fallacies, yeah. and 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 just stupid stuff that Foolery. people will try. Fool, yeah. foolishness. Just just say stuff that doesn't. Yeah. What aren't you scared of the of the, of the cartel? I said, I don't know no cartel. I said, they don't, what do they want with a 62-year-old black woman from the U.S.? Yeah. I yeah. said, um, I didn't, I wasn't in that arena in the U.S. I'm right. not in that arena outside of the U.S. I said, that, I said, you know what? I appreciate the cartels. I said, because I believe they have a law inside of themselves that takes care of foolishness that goes on. I you said, you all heard about the Huh? So I then put a statement out about those um, two people that got murdered, the four people that went over to the car. Mm -hmm. said, Wait a minute, what? The cartel turned that, that guy in. Wow. Said, no, we don't we don't roll like that. He was dead. No. Dead. Yes. It, that, I was like, okay, so the cartel is making pressure? Pressure? <laughs> I, I was confused. I, when I got there, my, my friend uh, Sonia, she said um, she was talking with a gentleman who's been living there for years. He said if if, a, if an American gets like robbed or because um, they do petty stuff, you know, pickpocketing different things. But let's just say that someone got robbed and a, li a little old lady got knocked down and the cartels found out about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, they would be that that person will be dealt with. They, yeah. they don't play that. You know, th their people live in certain cities. They have a code of honor between them. I said, you all worry about the cartels. Y'all still don't know where Jimmy Hoffa is. Talk to me. Talk to me about the. Talk to me about the mafia. the mafia. The mafia and the gangs that we have existing now. I don't know. I just think that. I I, I think that we we are dysfunctional. We are a dysfunctional family in the U.S. All you know, all families have their dysfunction, and but when you're in dysfunction, it's hard to tell the difference what is yeah. normal and what is not. That's and okay. I think that that's kind of where we are because I guess from what we're looking at, I look at the news as little as possible. And from what I can see, it's like, girl, look, the last thing I'm worried about right now is the cartel. What I'm looking at is, you know, not being able to go to the grocery store not being able to go to yes. a movie theater, not being able to assemble without just this constant fear of some crazy person or some evil person coming through with a gun. They always yes. want to try to put this shit on um, mental health and it's not, you're just evil. You're evil, yes. you're mean, you're hateful, period. You know, it's not period. always a mental health issue, but that right there gives me, gives me pause. When I'm yeah. in the U.S. and I feel it, I feel the anxiety of it. And mm -hmm. I feel sad that we've come to that place. Um, whereas if something like that was to happen in Panama, it would definitely be the exception and not the rule. Right. Nowhere you go is perfect. Nowhere right. exactly. you go is perfect. And you need exactly. to know as much about that place and going in as you can.
Hey everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEAT community platform, or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says, join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well and so much more so go over there check out the membership see which one is right for you and let us know if you have any questions thank you Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Sonia hooked up and then the other ladies you know y'all have this what you call it the golden girls on what golden girls on steroids I know that's right Uh, you know we have two maids we have a partner they take care of us take care of everything wow and that you know what it's what we deserve yes it is what we deserve and you know I definitely get can can relate to Stephanie Perry when she talks about that um, yeah. I, I'm working now and I love what I'm doing, but I think that the difference between working at something that you love what you're doing and then working at something because you have to make ends meet is two yeah. different lives, two different things, which is why I tell individuals who are currently working and wanting to w- retire. I tell them before you retire, rebrand yourself, mm-hmm. work on that retirement and then rebloom outside of that toxic job mm-hmm. with confidence. 
you're going to slide into what it is that you love to do, what's connected with purpose and destiny, what gives you pleasure, what provides a service and something valuable to somebody else that they're willing to pay for. So you have a little residual income to do the things that you really want to do. Take your life off a perpetual pause, push that reset button on life and get out and live. And go and go. And so that, that leads me to what you are doing and what you enjoy doing. And that is coaching. So tell us yeah. a little bit about that. So, um, my business is Savvy Boss Solutions. I go by Coach Donna J, a.k.a. Savvy Soldier, the HOPE Coach. And HOPE is an acronym for helping our people excel. Mm -hmm. So I like working with baby boomers and late bloomers who are, they have an entrepreneurial bent. So I help empower them economically so that they can go out and create a job or uh, create a side hustle, slide hustle, that's going to generate them some money during their retirement years. They can do that through coaching. They can do, you know, let's say that you're a school teacher and you love teaching, but you're tired of the system that you're compelled to teach within. You could become a TEFL instructor. You could become a coach. You could become a consultant for other teachers to help them to do what it is that they do better. And you can do that from the comforts of your home or from the comforts of, of abroad because you set it up with as an online school or as an online business. If you're somebody who likes golf, you could be someone who teaches golf swings and you can do it someplace in Mexico or somewhere else where they have greens, but you're you're out, you're exercising, you're you're doing what it is you love, but because you're helping somebody else, they're willing to pay you for that thing. If you love, I I love gardening, but here in Michigan we don't have the weather to be able to garden all year long right. like I do right. in Mexico. Right. So here I encourage people to invest in a tower garden. You can grow vegetables, collard greens, turnip greens. I've got cabbage and and cauliflower and string beans growing in my living room. So I'm wow. I'm healthy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be eating healthy, non-GMO food. Mm -hmm. And because you refer other individuals to do the same thing, you have income coming in, little check coming in the mail all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's there's a, a gamut of ways that you can do that. One of the ways that I help you to identify that is to give you an assessment and we identify where your strengths are. Not concerned about your weaknesses. You can hire somebody to take care of your weak side. Hmm. Focus on your strengths. Focus what you're good at. Focus what it is that you love. And let's develop something that you can monetize. And, and, and like I said, live your best life in your golden years. You know, I like that. You, you, you want to focus on our strengths and not our weaknesses. Yes. You know something? I mean, I just think that your your focus is just like like when we were talking about um we were on the Godmother show and you we were talking about that emergency fund and you called it a it's a, it's called a sunshine account, which yeah. is called my peace of mind account. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I don't so I it's don't your use emergency. I beg your pardon, P O M my palm it's your palm, yeah. baby. It's your palm. <laughs> my peace of mind. And, and I think that, you know, right now in, in, in my career, um, I just can't keep doing all this stuff by myself. And um, but for me, hiring people to help with not necessarily my weaknesses, but the things that don't really bring income to me takes mm -hmm. away from me doing the things that are really going to be significant 
and help me to grow my business. But there has to be that trust and loyalty factor first. Yeah. So I am like handpicking individuals who I trust with my entire life and just tapping into their strengths. So right now, my assistant is actually three people <laughs> with three <laughs> different skill sets mm-hmm. that I am helping them to, to, to mold what they love doing yes. into what they can do to help me as they work yes. in their gift. And yes. that's just how that is. It's like, it, I, I, so I get that. I'm not dealing with my, my weaknesses. I'm letting somebody else deal with what I can't deal with. Exactly. And in the process, you've created income for somebody. And that's that in and of itself is a, at least for me, you're, you're, you're blessed to be a blessing to others. Yes. And, and I, I love, I had now my assistant, I have, um, a, um, production individual who's in, is in, um, the Philippines. Mm -hmm. She was referred to me by another sister. I interviewed her, hired her, and she does my YouTube channel wonders. I love the wow the, the animation and all the stuff. I'm yes. trying to figure it out, and she, you know, she does it. So I hired her. Yes, and and it, it's working out like I did. I hired somebody for my week not for my weakness. That's not mm-hmm. my skill set. Mm-hmm. I have a creative mind, but to make all the dots connect, she does that. So why not hire her and bless her and her family? Exactly. And, 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 and meanwhile, she's working in her gift. Yes. You know, yes. she's working as her gift. So your client, what does it, do you have a typical client or what does your. Anybody that's approaching retirement, that baby boomer, that late bloomer that's been putting stuff off, putting stuff off. And now they're saying, you know what? I should have did this 10 years ago, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it today. So I prefer to work with women. Um, it's not that I can't work with a man. Is but I I want to support my sisters. I want to help them. They need to get out of the mindset that they can't do it or that men do it better. Hmm. They better take a second look at that. Okay. Yes. And this is where actually I think your age plays a good part. Um, because you know, you have a lot to offer, you have a lot of good advice to give, and you have a lot of life experience. You know, it's like life experience can teach you or just walking through that stuff yourself can teach you things that you will never, you know, learn in a book. And so um, I'm hoping that some uh, people that are in those particular areas of their life will reach out to you. And then I guess what you do is do you customize each program based on where they are and what they need? Yes. Based on where they are. Um, you know, there's some individuals, like I said, these are aspiring entrepreneurial baby boomers. So they've never maybe had a business. And so some of, and some people get afraid of that word, but once you find something that you love, you never work a day in your life. Who said that Confucius, when you can find something to do that you love is, is not going to be work. Are there some things that you're going to have to learn? Yes. I, there was a learning curve for me in some things, but be willing to, and open to learn new things and step on out there and have fun with it. Learn to laugh at yourself. 
I remember the first time I was trying to do a video, I I was upside down. Come on. You know, you you you, you you're gonna you're gonna stumble, but you can get back up again. And we are yes. here to support you. You know, I t- I tell people there's some sins of running a business, S-I-N-S. One of the and that's the S stands for self-sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. I stands for insecurities, whether it's mental or what you perceived as monetary. Mm-hmm. Then there is the N, which is neglecting the the uh, networking or collaboration. You got to collaborate in order to elevate. And mm-hmm. then the last S stands for sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. That spectator syndrome. Stop sitting and watching other people do you you don't want to live life vicariously through somebody else you need to experience it for yourself so that your children can do it so that your grandchildren and great-grandchildren can do it one of the things that i'm making sure that happens with my children and grandchildren is that they travel further younger than what i do exactly and and i think too though um I remember I had an old friend because I my mom used to tell me, Will you why are you friends with all these old ladies? Child, my friends, <laughs> my friends when I was growing up, they was like damn near a hundred. I'm like, so, <laughs> they was my I'm serious, they was my girls. Mother Palmer, Mr. Lever, Miss Ella, Miss Cruz, all of them, I mean, had to be no younger than 80 years old. All wow. of them. And I don't know why, I just I, I just gravitated towards them. But one time, Mr. Lever said to me, we were walking and she used to wear, I could see her today. She used to have those, those like support hose, I guess. And then <laughs> she had a little knot, she had a little knot over like on the side of her knee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and have on her, she had on a suit like every day, almost like a, oh an gosh. army woman or something. And it's so funny because I was so young, I never knew what these women's past were. But I remember Mr. Lever saying to me one time, she said, you're seven. And she said, I'm 77. And she said, but I learn from you every day. And she wow. said, as long as you live in, keep learning. She said, yeah. you don't die till you stop learning. And I've just never forgotten that. And now that I'm approaching 77, no, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I'm not that old, but I'll be 59 in May. Um you know, these things that you're, that you're encouraging is very important because by the time you get to the age where you are eligible for retirement or close to, you probably been doing the same stuff for a lot of years, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe a different mindset about it after a while, because I think when you really hustling, when you got young kids to raise and stuff, your job feels like this particular thing. And then after your kids get into college and you start mellowing out, you start disconnecting, I think, naturally Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. that whole work, 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 work thing. Yes. But at the end of the day, what's going to happen when you don't have that there anymore? You know, that Mm -hmm. thing that you just got so used to doing. And as we get older, learning something new, is the best thing we can do for our minds. It is. I just I just saw a little video clip of this woman and I think she was like in her 70s. And it was talking about the neuroplasticity of the brain mm-hmm. that once you get 60, it is perfectly aligned. And that is the best time to be creative. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of baby boomers that are out there doing new things. It's because of the alignment 
of the neuroplasticity in the brain that is at a prime, it's just, it's just prime right now for them to do different things. We can learn a different language. We can, um, I learned how to swim. I was in my forties before I started learning how to swim, but you that's can do that. Is. I've got another lady that's, it. she's older, learning how to swim, doing new things to keep that brain active and, you know, ward off Alzheimer's and, and all these other independent things that they talk about attack the brain when it is not active but yeah some get out somebody there and do said because you know i'm learning spanish and somebody said when you are learning a new language that activates a part of your brain that you've yeah. never had to use yeah. before mm -hmm. so i try to keep that in mind i try not to be too hard on myself when right. it comes to learning a new language, because, you know, this is something new and I've been doing the same thing for almost 16 right. years. Right. Um, so I think that that's another good way to look at what you're doing as far as coaching. Mm -hmm. Like, just consider the excitement oh, exactly. of learning something new. Exactly. The excitement. And I'm looking at you and I'm, and I'm wondering, how is your, like, now that you're, now that you're in, Mexico, I love when you say <laughs> Mexico. Now that you're in Mexico and you're um how do you feel your 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 health has changed? Has your has your health changed? Has, do you find that you feel more healthy? How do you feel? I'm gonna tell you the first place that health begins is in the mind. Mm -hmm. And when I am in Mexico where there is sunshine where there's beautiful colors to, to see, where there's music that's playing all the time, the art and everything, you, you feel younger, you feel more juvenated. Individuals have come off their blood pressure medication, their, um, their joints don't hurt, so there's not that inflammation that's keeping them from being able to move. People are living longer in those areas. Here, I mean, here in, in, in Michigan, we are like in the top 10 for no sunshine. So there's depression, there's seasonal wow. depression. Oh, it's terrible. Um, there was one period where we hadn't had sun in so long that people were confused. They couldn't tell if it was morning or evening. That's what? how bad it is. So you have some individuals that, and us nurses, that some of us, we have actually gone and bought lights to just sit in front of a light. Who wants to do that? But it's it's it was therapeutic. It helped with that. Most of us here, I'm, I'm sorry for ripping and jumping all over the place, okay. but a lot of people in Michigan are uh, vitamin D deficient because there's no sunshine. It's just not enough sunshine. Wow. I, I never knew that. I always think yeah. of Alaska, like how they go for so long without yeah. any sunlight. I don't know that I could survive that. You know, oh, I just don't know how, I just can't see that being good for my mental health. But I right. mean, think about it that way. I think it's the, there's something very festive about, you know, Latin America. Oh, I, absolutely. I think it's And something. I tell you, mm -hmm. you get you a bowl, you're going to learn some Spanish. See, senor. See, see, So... <laughs> Tell me this. Um, have you decided to take up a residency? Are you I am. Panama? I'm sorry, Mexico? Yes, I, I am planning on doing that. Um, I'm I was looking to do it in Detroit, but um in talking with Sonia, she's saying that we probably should do it in Texas. 
And so we're looking to see which um, where we're going to go to get that process started, because we have to start in the U.S. And then we have once we get our appointment, we get our paperwork and everything in. Once we enter back into the country that we want to, for us, it's going to be Mexico. We have 30 days to finish that process. So we're working on that right now. Now, I will never give up my citizenship in the U.S., but I do want a second place that I can call home. So right now um, in Mexico, is it how long do you can you stay before having to leave? Um, it's still 180 days, okay. but you're not guaranteed that 180 days. So when I, when I got my one, one way trip, my one way ticket and went in, I was granted a, the hundred, the full 180 days. And that may have been because of me being a black older woman. Now, some of the young people that were coming in, in that, in that same time frame that I was coming in were given seven days or 10 days thinking that they were going to get an automatic 180 but but they are cracking down on the idea that you can just do a border run and just stay there 6 months 6 months at a time they they're breaking down on that so these young people coming in with just a book bag or a backpack they're not they're not guaranteed 180 days so who who grants that this is interesting the people in the that. airport whoever you ha- happen to get who ever at the airport and it just depends on that. If, if they're having a good day, you might have a few extra days. If they're not having a good day, you may get a couple of days. It's, okay. You are not guaranteed 180 days. So, okay, that would apply if you were coming to the airport to go to Mexico with a one-way ticket. Yes. Wow. So I, I was blessed. I, I mean, I, but I, you know, I had confessed that while, while I was on the plane, look, I'm going to get 180 days. When boots hit the ground, I'm getting 180 days. And no. I did, but there was, I think there it's automatic. It's, a, well, it's not automatic. No, you know something. And you might be right because I think with Panama, they just don't allow it. So uh-huh. if you don't have, so that's why I don't know anything about, you know, getting it approved because they do not allow you to travel one way here. Ah. Uh-uh. Far as I know, they if you you need to get a one-way ticket to Panama, you have to be ready to show your resident ID. When mm-hmm. you okay. Okay. Or vice okay. versa. So I so that that is something that I, I've learned. Okay. So after that, you know, so based on what you know, the process is pretty simple to get Mexico residency or well, you ha- of course you have to meet certain monetary um guidelines. So you have to either have a certain amount that's in a bank and it can't be a collection of banks. They want to see it all in one spot. Okay. Um and so you can you can have that. For me, all I have to do is I have to present a letter from the state of Michigan that says how much I get a month for my pension. For your and, pension. And, yes. And so as long as that is sufficient, and in my case it is, then then that's good. But they don't they they won't combine that and what I have in my 401k and what I have in my five different bank accounts. They 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 need to see one source where you can afford to stay there and live and not, you know, gouge out their economy. You got to have the money coming in. So 
So when people come to Mexico, I just I just lost my lost my thought there. But I think what I was going to say was when people come to Mexico and then they want to get their residency, um, you can just you you can use the income that you have, but it has to be with one. It has to be one yeah. one source of income. So when you get to Mexico as an uh, an older adult. What kind of benefits are there? Are there any like in Panama here we have pensionado, which means that as a senior you get a ton of benefits. Is is that a player in Mexico? If it is, I'm not aware of it. There's one gentleman um, who talks about that sometimes, and I haven't gotten a full understanding. There is certain insurances that you can get. Mm -hmm. um, like right now, I'm I'm not a citizen. So for, for my dental surgery, I came back to the U.S. because I got my, my government insurance to exactly. take care of it. But I did find out that even with my insurance, I'm paying more than what I would have just, if I had just did it in Mexico, wow. it would have been cheaper. So and your still payment in the U.S. is more than if you had just paid straight out. Yeah, just paid them pesos and, and, and had it done. They go to the same schools that the Americans go to. The, on, the only difference that I see in far as the care is that they are more patient-centered and U.S. is more money-centered. Money-driven. So, but they give excellent care, mm -hmm. excellent bedside care. They have excellent skill sets to do what it is that they do as doctors, as nurses, as or whatever they are. So now you've been in Mexico for approximately three years almost? I um. I was, first went in um, two, 2021 and then came back um, last year because I'm having this surgery stuff. But as far as having my home, um, it's been two years, going on two years. It's been two years. Okay, so that's awesome. Let me ask you this. Um, the critter factor. People always want to know <laughs> what the critter factor is. It's like, do you have a lot of lizards? Um I'm asking for a friend. Okay. I have never seen a lizard in my in my suite. Um, spiders, we see them all over the place. Um, do they have them? I'm sure they do, but I haven't seen them in my place. Like I said, we've, we've got two housekeepers and then also a gardener. Um, I'm told that they do have side? critters. I just never, I've never seen them. I've never seen like um, a scorpion. I think there's more scorpions in Arizona than they are where I'm living. So tell me this, I, because the critter factor is always a thing for me. I, I look at pictures of beautiful places. I know I need therapy. I need, <laughs> I need counseling bad. Uh, I'm, I'm getting better. I went in the water and kissed a dolphin the last time I was abroad. I'm serious. Oh, that wow. was so big for me. And then I, and I was like, I'm trying to get beyond some of these silly fears that really do weigh on my mind sometimes before I do anything. I'm getting a lot better, but had I known we had to go in the real sea for that mess, I wouldn't <laughs> have signed up. <laughs> Come to find out, we I was like, well, where the pool? And there's like, no, we just go in these like um, you know, roped off sections. I said, of the sea? Girl, it was fish. <laughs> it was fish swimming around. I was just like, I could do this. I can do this. I can do this. I'm trying to get oh by. My so God. People, that's part of, you know, going into new places. We have geckos here in Panama, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I don't like geckos. You know, I just, I just, you know, I've, I've gotten 
better with them, but I, I really prefer not to have one. But can you give a word of advice, you know, or one of the main lessons that you've learned being an expat in a different country to those that might be considering becoming an expat? Do your research. Um, you can go, there's different places that you can go online. Do the research. Do not take advice for someone that has not been there. Um, connect with individuals. Uh, myself and Sonia, we are specifically focusing on creating a soft landing for individuals who want to check out Jalisco, Mexico, or the, you know, the surrounding pueblos or cities like Guadalajara. And so I, I tell you the networking and collaboration is the most important thing. Get involved with uh, uh, different Facebook groups that are in areas that you may want to try and, you know, touch, touch, touch down there, go there, visit. Um, do not be afraid of going somewhere. I don't know the language. I didn't either. I, uno poco, uno poco de español. But once you get there, you're going to be hearing it. You're going to be seeing it. If you have a desire to learn it, you can do it. You can do, you can download the Babbel um, link um, or app and, and learn Spanish. I'm doing Duolingo. Um, then you have a uh, translator. There, there's many times if they're talking too fast, I, yeah, I say, uno momento, get my phone out, say it again, and then understand what you, you're going to be able to communicate that the, the world is so advanced now. Yes. Not knowing a language is not a reason not to go somewhere. Yes. Yes. That's, um, yeah, that, as the, that is the technology is definitely, definitely a plus. For those that was trying this, you know, 20 years ago, I, I take my hat off to you. Yes. Even with driving, you know, driving is very different in Panama. It's not what I want to do, but at least the Waze works well here. Yeah. Like because I remember when it first, when the Waze first came here, I was like, oh, this is a waste of time. It was horrible. It was just like, it wasn't pumping at all. And wow. then we came back one time and I'm like, Waze has really up their game. And so okay. now they have it in, um, you can, do, you could do it in kilometers. Okay. Um, you know, the way that they measure their mileage yes, and, yes. and everything, you can have it um, speak in Spanish. Um, it's a lot more precise than it mm -hmm. was before because it was like really off. So, you know, that helps you drive, you know, Google translate is like, yeah. A lifesaver. Yes. A life it's like saver. having an interpreter. Exactly. It is. And now, nowadays, everybody uses it. So yeah. you got people that speak English pulling it out, and you got Panamanians like, what the hell is you talking about? Stay <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? So it helps us all um to to be better. So that is very good advice. And yeah, I am going I to am I'm so, I was going to say, I'm so glad that I met you. I have a friend, her name, she used to teach here in the U.S. She was from, she's from Panama and she's there somewhere now. I said, I was going to reach out to her because I'm looking at your list and I'm thinking, dang, I probably could get to Panama in the, in December that cause it's on my, it's on my diva list. Yes. Girl, listen, come to Panama. <laughs> come to, just, just, I roll out the red carpet for you. Come to Panama. <laughs> You know, you ain't gonna find nowhere to live for two hundred forty nine dollars. But um, <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's it's so good, it's so amazing for us just to be able to do this. It's just yeah, oh God, yes. it's so exciting, and and for us to be able to 
put our voices out into the world. You mm-hmm. know, like there was people that were doing this and they didn't have nobody to tell about it. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's like, right. you, you could tell your friends about it all day long. Your friends, especially for me, I come from a very small town. I could tell them all day long about, you know, how great Panama is. But girl, they be watching my videos like, I'm coming. What? <laughs> So it's so awesome that we have the opportunity to do that. So as we close, so I can make this easier on my producer, so he don't have to make two shows out of one for me. Um, Just tell us how we can get in touch with you, how we can help you um, to continue to grow your business. Oh, absolutely. So you can reach out to me and at my link tree, um, link which is linktree backslash coach donna j mm-hmm. you can also reach me on instagram at savvy soldier i'm also available on my youtube channel at savvy soldier um and and for the most part and then i i think i sent you a calendly link you can also um, go to calendly backslash coach donna j and you can also get in contact with me there i would love to just have a just have a coffee chat with you to answer just some of your few, you know, your questions, a 15 minute free consult. Um, I do have other pricing for those who really are going to be serious about doing what it is that they want to do. But if you just, you know, just ask me a few questions, maybe that we didn't answer here, yeah. I'd be more than willing to talk with you. Yes. And you really do need to make that distinction as to who's serious and who isn't, you know, because um, it may just look like we're just having all fun. But when you're building a business, you're building a business and there's different there's we still have things that we need to do. And sitting on the phone all day with one person who's thinking about what they're going to do 20 years from now. (laughs) Don't have a passport. Look. Right. Let's let's start there. But let's start there. Okay. Do you have a passport? Because that is going to tell me something right away. Yes. Don't you know what? I'm getting ready to add that to my my uh my inquiry list. That's gonna be the first question I ask. Do you have a passport? Then then I can tell which way our conversation needs to go. Because until you make at least that step. You're talking about going abroad or leaving the U.S. for any reason. It's exactly. just out of the question. You're not. It's not going to happen for you. So That's once right. you get that passport, then I know that you are seriously thinking about you know what you want to do next. It don't take a whole lot of consultation for it you doesn't. to know how to get your passport. You yes. can just go to you know passport.gov or whatever. You know, right? And, go and, go and to the post that. office and get the application, or go online, like you said. Go to the Walgreens or some other type of um, uh, drugstore and get yes. you two pictures that I you need to attach to the application and get it done. I got my first passport picture at Walmart. I don't know if they still do it, but I got my first one at Walmart. I got one at CVS. Um, but before just and then take it to the post office, it really wasn't that hard to do. But right. it will definitely give us an idea as to whether or not you're really serious about this. Exactly. Because and they need... Once you get it, it's good for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So mine is getting ready to expire next year. So I'm in the process of getting a new one because when I'm on this cruise on, in Cozumel in October, you mm-hmm. know, I don't like the idea, okay, my passport is going to expire in six months. I need to get this taken care of right now. And you make a good point because mine expires in 2024 as well. And you got to be so careful with that because- if you're trying to go into some countries, 
they may have a requirement that yes. you have six months left on your passport or you have three months left on your passport. And so that makes a difference too. So thank you for reminding me yes. of that. And thank you for being on my show. I totally oh, enjoyed um, chatting with you and I hope that I can uh, meet you soon. Oh, you will. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about December. I'm trying to put it on the, on the book. Come on now. Let's do it. Thank you for being on the show. All right. You be well. And there you have it. Coach Donna, the savvy soldier, told you, told you that interview would not disappoint. So I hope that you learned a lot from it. I hope that you can follow her on her social media handles everywhere and just connect and engage with her. Let us know if there is someone who you would like for us to interview or somebody living in a particular um, country that you're interested in. I will see if I can't get a guest on the show to represent a Black expat's opinion in that country. And as you can see, I mean, I've had several people on the show from Mexico. It's Mexico is very diverse. Um, it seems to be diverse in weather, in the culture, you know, a whole lot of things. So um, you might want to check out Mexico. So with that, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to thank my main man, Daryl Spears, Elite Conversations Podcast Media, for putting this show together for me. Thank you so much, Mr. Spears. And um, to follow us everywhere, our, our, uh, this show will eventually be a podcast and then eventually be a premier YouTube uh, presentation for the paid members of our Beat Community platform. And then it will become public. So like you say, look, listen, for those of you out here doing the social media thing or running a business where you have to do a lot of social media stuff, make sure you multitask that work that you're doing. Repurpose that work. So that was just a tip. That was just a tip. Free, no charge, public service announcement. I'm getting ready to get out of here, y'all. Um, I'm going to leave you today with the Pointer Sisters, yes, you can, because they was a bad girl group, actually a woman group. They, they, they was just, they was just, they was just my thing. They was one of my favorite girl groups. Okay, and so I'm going to leave you with them today and remind you that I love you, I love you, I love you, and there is just absolutely nothing you could do about it. Okay, so this is your girl Charlotte Van Horn. Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlacksitRadio.com, signing off until next week. I'll see y'all then. In the meantime, be blessed. And you know something? Ride it out, baby. Life is a ride. Ride it out. Listen, act like you're on a roller coaster. Throw your hands up. Ride it out. See y'all soon.